You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. I'm speaking with Kimberly Cameron. She's a literary agent. Thank you for joining me, Kimberly. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Kimberly, it's a tumultuous time in the publishing industry, isn't it? It has been. Um, I was just on a panel here at Book Passage, and I said that a lot of editorial heads have been rolling lately of late. Um, and it's it's a shame because a lot of uh, very, very good editors are no longer um, working at the various publishing houses because of cuts. That being said, uh, at the same time, deals are being made every day, and it's very healthy, and uh, the publishers are buying lots of books. As a novice writer, somebody who, who's looking for a representation, how does that person go about getting in touch with somebody like you? Several ways, actually. Uh, usually, most agents have websites now, mm-hmm. so they can go to the website and see the kinds of books I'm doing. It's really important for a writer to, to zero in on an agent that... Um, is selling in their genre mm-hmm. to know that this agent knows the editors in that genre, etc. Mm-hmm. So they can find me that way, or uh, sometimes I do conferences like this and they meet me, and it's great. Um, also, there's some books out there, Writers uh, Market, uh, Writers Digest puts one out, and there's a very, very good one called the Jeff Herman Guide to um, Editors, Publishers, and Literary Agents, and it gives a uh, interview with the various agents, and you can get a sense of who they are and what they do and what their likes and dislikes are. Well, now that's very interesting. Now, uh, you're a literary agent then who must trend towards mysteries. I do like mysteries. I find that mystery writers um, are entertaining, funny, intelligent, and they drink a lot. (laughs) (laughs) All things to recommend them, especially at conferences. Exactly. We always have a really good time at this Book Passage Mystery Conference. I've done many of them. And, uh, of course, Elaine Petricelli is just terrific here. And she's like the mother hen and makes sure everybody's happy. And we have a lot of fun. Let's say we I've looked you up and, mm-hmm. and my my books I think that you know my book is appropriate to you. Mm-hmm. What's the next step? What kind of uh, a cover letter do you want to see or can I send you an email? Is that is that like day class A or is it Not finally anymore. ascended? <laughs> Not anymore. The uh, I remember there was one week it seemed in in New York where the editors were saying, no, I want a hard copy of a manuscript. And all of a sudden, the next day, everybody said they wanted email. It was just overnight, it seemed, that that changed. And at the same time, we changed our policy at the agency, too, and just said, you know, we're saving trees <laughs> by not my, not reading all this material. And it's faster. It's really faster. So they send me an email. Um, I'd like to see how they found me, because that's start of a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear a little bit about their book, not a huge 10-page synopsis, but just a paragraph about their book and, and what brought them to the writing world and how they came to, to write this particular book. And then um, usually I ask for f- the first 50 pages. Assuming mm-hmm. you, you like their cover letter mm-hmm. and they submit, submit all this to you electronically, mm-hmm. uh, what kind of file format do you want? Do you want Is Word okay or do you want sure. RTF? or? Uh, PDF, Word, anything like that will work. How long does it is the turnaround? If I send you something, how long my how long do I know before I say okay, try it again or break out the champagne? Yeah, well, I, I have a big smile on my face because 
an agent's life is, uh, like most people's, very hectic, and sometimes we go on vacation or sometimes life happens and things happen, and some things take a little longer than others. But usually, uh, I read my emails every day, and I try and respond to them every day. Now, that being said, if I ask for something, sometimes it will take me anywhere from a week to a month or two months sometimes to review and get back to a writer. And in that time, they have absolutely the right to email me maybe once or twice to say, <laughs> um, am I still in the running? Are you still contemplating this book? Because we just ha we ha we make money on selling our clients' books, so that really has to be the first order of business. And then there are always fires we're putting out, whether it be holding a writer's hand who just had a block and they can't write for some reason, and they have a deadline to um, getting between an author and a publisher because they don't like their cover, or you know, there's all sorts of things in between that go on. So in an agent's day, anything can happen at any time, and I think that's why I love it because I never know from what day to day what's going to happen and what I'm going to read that I'm going to fall in love with because that's what we're looking to do is to really fall in love. Now, talk about your work with the publishers. How many do you trend towards certain publishers or do you look and say, well, this book is a good fit for this publisher mm -hmm. or maybe there's a new publisher out there? Well, that's really my job is to know the different editors at the different houses and what's the right fit. I always say I liken our job to being a midwife and helping birth the baby, you know. This, this little beautiful morsel comes out into the world and we fall in love with it and then we try and, and, and much like a, a midwife or a, a marriage uh, counselor, we will try and get them to the right fit, you know. And so uh, I go for all the big boys. Usually I try and hit the big houses, Random House, Simon & Schuster. I always try and get the best house that has the most muscle to get behind a book and the most money, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, you know, if it's a smaller book and I don't think that's really the right way to go, sometimes I'll go to the middle tier publishers and sometimes the very small houses. But uh, they all know that, the small houses all know that we tend to go to them last, but at the same time they know that the big boys sometimes really overlook mm -hmm, mm -hmm. little gems. And I've sold things after seven years because I'm just dogged if I believe in something. Wow, that's yeah. pretty amazing. A couple of books that long, actually, now. Now, what kind of a, I'm just curious because I know a couple of small publishers. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and could you, wh who, what are the smaller publishers you work with? Oh, there's so many, and there's there's new ones popping up every day. But I'd say a smaller publisher. There's a one I've been working with called uh, Ocean View, which is a new kind of mystery house. Mm. But they're doing fiction as well. Um, uh, let's see. There's uh, there's so many little ones popping up. But there's also the mid uh, range tier too that we go to, like uh, Overlook Press, and mm. that's the Overlook name. is nice. Right, yeah, they're because good. they 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 tend to uh, t take on things that the big boys have overlooked. And um, oh, Arcade was a wonderful publisher, but they just went under, unfortunately. Um, what else in terms of the smaller medallion press I'm doing a lot of business with, with mysteries and thrillers that, that the big ones didn't take. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of, lot of alternatives out there. Now, could you talk about your, do you keep uh, relationships with the editors at, at the bigger and smaller houses? And do you like mm -hmm. work between the author and, and also to keep an author going, too. I mean, 
Right. <laughs> it's, it's, it, the first book may often be get a lot of press and get a lot of notice. Mm -hmm. Maybe the second book, not so much. Right. And uh, a lot of times the second book can take much longer to write than the first one because we're all nervous that the first one did so well, the second one has to do as well. So mm. it, it's, it's, it's a bit of a difficult conundrum. But I, uh, I do so many things with writers that most people and most writers really don't know what we do all day, you know, what an agent's life is like. But there's so many things that can come up. And, and Well, tell us. Well, like disagreements between uh, an editor and an author. Once they bought the book on the way the book is going and they want to change something that perhaps the author doesn't want to change. And, you know, you, what what's the power of the publisher and, you know, what's mm -hmm. the obligation of the writer? And I'm trying to make sure no one's going to hit each other and, and everybody's <laughs> going to get on the same page and make it work. And I'm actually pretty effective of that. You know, they call me the velvet hammer <laughs> because I, I do it gently, but I'm pretty firm about what's just and what's right in a particular situation. Now, uh, I'm a referee. <laughs> When, when you're working with a writer and reading their work, and let's say you see the first 50 pages of a book, it, you probably have an idea of where you, as a reader, want that book to go. Mm -hmm. um, if, if the writer sends you the whole thing, you say, this is great, I want to receive the whole thing. They send you the whole thing. It doesn't go the way you want it to go. Do you say, hey, what what about this? Or do you act in a sense as an editor sometimes? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny that you say the way that you want it to go. I want to be surprised all the mm. time by a writer. I, I don't want it to go the way that I would think it would go mm -hmm. because that's the freshest writing when somebody can do something different or say something in a different way. So I'm always looking for someone to, um, there's a wonderful French expression called étonnez-moi, which means astonish me, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's a wonderful expression because uh, that's exactly what we're looking for. But absolutely, the agent today acts as the first editor mm -hmm. uh, on a project. And I don't think any work comes in that is perfect, mm -hmm. uh, and I just try and tweak it enough to f feel that it's the best the writer could possibly produce before we go to market with it. Now, when you go to market, do you always have a finished manuscript? Always, um, except in terms of nonfiction. Nonfiction you can sell by proposal. Mm -hmm. And uh, my associate just made a very big deal with a publisher on, uh, I think it was about 30 pages. Nonfiction is very different than fiction. Fiction, you really have to write the whole book. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. It's because, especially if it's a new author, um, how do they know you can finish that book? Mm, yeah, you sure. know, you could be, and, and so many books have a beginning, a muddle, and an end. And <laughs> I'm always trying to get them to make sure that middle part just doesn't sink. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's, um, we wear a lot of hats as agents. But I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Now, when you're working with authors, um, I think a lot of people are looking at things in terms of video rights, maybe video game rights, movie mm -hmm. rights, uh, television rights. Do you deal with that? Do you think that, boy, not only is this a good book, this might make, you know, somebody could sell this to Absolutely. Movies. We have to sell, uh, we have to exploit all the subsidiary rights, and we have, um, we keep those rights as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes with a new author, the, the house kind of, gets them because it's hard when you have your first publishing deal. Let's say you've had a lot of rejections to say no to the publisher. <laughs> so it depends on your your, your bargaining position. And mm -hmm. once a, an author becomes pretty well known, you can kind of write your own contract for that author. And it, it just becomes a little more, it, it's, it's easier and a little more powerful when, a, when an author is successful on the side of the author and the agent because we know they're, they're a commodity that's making money. Mm -hmm. So we can be a little more demanding. Now, one strategy that I've heard a lot of talk about is 
free. This is like giving your book away free on the internet. And a lot of people have tried this. And a lot of people, on one hand, there's there are some authors who think it's the end of publishing. It is the it is the four horsemen of the apocalypse, or the internet, the internet, the internet, and the internet. And then there are other... Well, the internet is a valuable tool for authors. I, I wouldn't give their work away for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of valuing it, devaluing it, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, the best thing an author can do is build a website, whether he's published or not, because once you have a presence, and sure, you can put excerpts of your book out there to see if you can get readers and hits and if somebody really likes it. And there have been a few stories. There's always exceptions to every rule. Mm-hmm. There have been a few stories, I think, where uh, people have put their whole books on and they become, they've become they gotten so, so, they've been so popular that a, a publishers pick them up, but it doesn't happen very often. I, traditional publishing is really the formula that's still working in the industry. And how about how do you, as an agent, view things like the Kindle and the Sony e-reader? <laughs> uh, again, uh, I guess maybe that's the fifth horseman of the apocalypse. Yeah, well, you know, again, it's all timing. <laughs> if you asked me that a year ago, I I don't think I'd be very favorable <laughs> about them, but. Now that I use them, um, the Kindle is really a great tool because it allows me to have 10 manuscripts in a little device when I'm traveling, and Mm -hmm. so my husband is not lugging around 10 manuscripts, which is breaking his back. Um, Aesthetically, I think that for book readers of our generation and a generation that's coming, our love of books is pretty strong, and mm-hmm. I don't see them going away, but I, I feel, I'm an optimist. I feel that um, there's always, number one, a need for content. There will mm-hmm. always be a need for content, and I think that the Kindle and the e-reader and all the readers that are going to come out are going to augment the industry. They're not going to, remember when people, videos first came out, and they said, oh, the movie theaters are going to be dead, you know, it's a new medium, there's television. Well, we're all looking at all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and there will always be people who, who want their own hardbound book for something. Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll read it in a Kindle first and then go buy the book. I think there's room for them. I'll put it that way. Anybody that gets Anything that gets anybody to read more is a good thing right. in our business. Well, there's the old song, Video Killed the Radio Star, except for that hasn't happened. The rock right. and roll music is here to stay, unfortunately. All That's music, right. radio, right. all the forms of entertainment, everything has its, its use and utility. Well, let's hope people keep reading forever. That would be a shame if they didn't. <laughs> that would be at least uh, one of the reasons that I'm interested in doing this is because I figure if I keep help keep the publishing industry going, they'll be possibly publish some books that I want to read. So it's that's great. Well, I, I, I applaud you for doing this. Um, anything that's going to help the independent bookstore, which is a bit of a dying breed these days. And uh, Elaine Petricelli works so hard with this bookstore, and, and it's so loved in the community. It's such a mm-hmm. place for community to come together. They're so important. Um, so I'm hoping that Pendulum will swing back and we'll have more bookstores at some point. I've been speaking with Kimberly Cameron. She's an agent for the Reese Halsey Agency. Thank you for joining me, Kimberly. You're very welcome, and good luck with everything. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.